The Asia Tech Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business's costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply to get $1,000 of free hosting credits at asiatechpodcast.com slash AWS and get a chance to win an Echo Dot 3. Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Asia Tech Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jessica Camus, the Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at Diginex Solutions. Jessica, welcome back to the network. How are you doing today? Hi, Michael. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me again. I'm doing great. Yeah, I mean, look, we talked about this the last time we recorded, and we like to catch up with people six months, nine months after the last conversation just to see what's new, right? I think it's a great idea, yeah? It's an excellent idea, and I can tell you, we have been really busy here at Diginex Solutions. <laughs> it sounds like it. Can we just get a definition just to start off? Let's just talk about what ESG is, environmental, social, and governments, governance, excuse me, and then also tell me why Diginex has decided to focus on this. And then we'll talk later about the reporting, if that's okay. Sure, Michael. ESG basically stands for environmental, social, and governance issues. And in today's business environments, companies are being increasingly challenged to focus on how their business operations are impacting their external environment. So across the non-financial indicators um, and they're also being challenged to consider to what extent changes in the environment, social and governance policies are impacting their business operations. So from a risks point of view. So who is putting this pressure on them? In other words, where does this challenge come from exactly? Is it coming from their shareholders? Is it coming from their business partners? Where does it come from? Well, small and mid-cap enterprises in particular, if you think about it, are, have been severely impacted by COVID-19 crisis. Sure. Well, sure. and they're causing major disruptions to their financial and, and operational businesses. But in today's crisis, what we have also seen that the social, environmental and health considerations have become top management issues. So headlines of climate change, diversity and ethics, as you have certainly seen in 2020, were all over the news. <laughs> Please. Yeah, and it is in this environment that companies have started to realize that non-financial concerns have truly become priority for their shareholders, as you said, but also their customers and, and business partners. Um, so if you think about it, companies of all sizes now under pressure have to report around qualitative and quantitative ESG data and prove that they are not only putting in place policies but are taking concrete measures really to either mitigate risks and impacts or progress towards specific targets they may have set out. So um, I believe that the business landscape is rapidly transforming. And over the next two to three years, you will see new standards being set when it comes to transparency and accountability in ESG reporting. And we're really here to accelerate this trend. So let's talk about this reporting to whom does the reporting need to get made? Or is this something that companies themselves just want to make public so that they can show that they understand that they're trying to mitigate risk, that the business landscape is changing, and that they're focused on some of their non-financial goals 
which have to do with getting back to this, the environmental, social and government governance stuff that we've been talking about? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Companies have different stakeholders, obviously, they, they need to please. So if you think about today's environment, companies that face acute liquidity shortages are looking to diversify their financial sources. Right. And sustainable finance, it's, it's, it's just increasing. Um, so you have millions being poured into sustainable finance instruments. And that's a real opportunity for SMEs to position themselves at the forefront so essentially reporting their ESG data and impacts to investors. And to be frank, I mean, if companies don't start doing this today, they might be eliminated in the coming years from asset allocation strategies. They might experience lower credit ratings and also lose out on significant business opportunities. Just another stakeholder group I wanted to mention are large buyers. So many companies are, are you know part of supply chain networks. Right. So buyers facing increasingly regulations around the code of conduct, for example, those pressures are being passed down to smaller sized enterprises. So SMEs um, that are part of global supply chains need to report back to their buyers and also please customer expectations that have now preferences for buying uh, sustainable products and services. So this is where it gets really interesting to me. Let's say that I am a, a high fashion company in Paris. And I have a supply mm-hmm. chain that literally traces across the Silk Road all the way back to China. And I want to ensure that my suppliers and everybody in my supply chain are living up to their sort of ESG goals. Do I encourage them to then use Diginex Solutions reporting tools? And if I do, what do I get back from them? How often do I get it back from them? And what does it look like and what can I do with this information once I receive it, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So, yes, certainly as a large company, you can you know, pass down some of, let's say, the uh, new levels of, of data transparency to, to your um, suppliers. Right. Um, as suppliers, so, so imagine you're uh, one of those suppliers getting the request, um, but don't quite know where to start. I mean, that's something we, we see quite a bit that small medium-sized enterprises, they just feel overwhelmed by these pressures and don't necessarily have sustainability teams in place, right, and lack the necessary expertise to kind of monitor the evolving sustainability reporting landscape. So in that case, yes, uh, we would encourage you as a company to engage with Diginex uh, ESG, so our SaaS solution. The way it concretely works is that you would essentially go onto our website and you would start with a self-assessment. So just asking a couple of, you're being asked a couple of basic questions around your corporate size, specific industry and and geography. You fill in those details and then self-onboard and you kind of sign up for the product, $99 per user per month. So an extremely affordable price point. And then the the, the first uh, thing that you see is essentially a list of priorities, so ESG uh, sustainability topics that you as a company should start reporting on. So that's our AI assistant suggesting you what, based on industry best practices and your corporate profile, you should start reporting on. And as a second step, then you can, you know, engage with external parties and also internal stakeholders to validate that list or expand uh, on it 
or you know uh, eliminate some specific topics that you don't feel are relevant given some of the specificities that your company may, might have. The, the second step would be then the, the list of topics will be mapped automatically against indicators. Uh, and those indicators are in line with the global reporting frameworks. So our solution aligns um, with the GRI, that's the Global Reportings Initiatives Framework, um, will be aligning with, with SASB as well. And then some uh, exchange-specific frameworks for listed companies. Um, the first exchange that we have integrated is the Hong Kong uh, ex exchange framework. So the, the data that you as a buyer will receive is on the one hand put in a framework that is in alignment uh, with uh, some of the most recognized global reporting frameworks. And that makes the data comparable, right, across different companies and industries. And on the other hand, you can extract very specific data points that matter to you um, as, as a buyer and not only get the data, but also see supporting documentation and supporting documentation that's been uh, entered on a blockchain audit trail. So that makes that our solution quite unique because it's not just about the volume of data, but it's really also about the quality of data and having the ability to review the quality and kind of contextual information around each specific data point that, that matters to, to you and your analysis. And are there specific standards that different industries have? In other words, you know, the supply chain for making chocolate bars is different than the supply chain for making high-end cotton t-shirts, right? At some level, some of the sort of parameters are different. Uh, yes, that, that's that correct. Um, specific industries will have their, their own very specific reporting frameworks, picking up on some of the specificities of, of each industry. But what we have focused on thus far are global reporting frameworks, frameworks that capture, yeah, Got so uh, let's say a baseline across different industries and across different geographies. But our solution is really tailored towards companies that are just about to start the their reporting journey. So it's very specific helping companies with limited or no experience enter onto a platform that is highly intuitive, that you know provides a guided user journey and helps you to report against globally recognized reporting frameworks. And then at the second step, certainly, we will be providing industry-specific or issue-specific reporting, uh, let's say, templates as well into one kind of modular and flexible ESG repository. Now there is a solution to this problem that will not break the bank, AWS. The beauty about AWS is it's not just the world's leading cloud platform where the most successful tech companies use it. It is also super startup friendly. Yes, startup friendly. Why? Because it has the most functionality. So whatever you're trying to build in whatever architecture or language, it will work with you. AWS is also flexible in that you only pay for the services that you use. Your servers can also expand dynamically when you have a spike of users so that your app or service will not crash. We are hooking you up with $1,000, yeah, $1,000 worth of free hosting credits from AWS that you can use to build your tech right now. For a startup, this is invaluable. All you have to do is apply at asiatechpodcast.com slash AWS and fill out the form to apply to get $1,000 of free credits now.
let's say I'm an, a small or a mid cap company and I don't know that Diginex exists. Let's say I don't know that. What am I doing now for my reporting, if anything? Is it all manual? Do I even know that I have to do this, that it's going to affect my business? Um, I mean, what we're seeing is that many companies are just waking up to the fact that to be successful uh, in the next, you know, next couple of years, and not just survive as a business, but really thrive, you do have to start reporting. So it's really been the external right. pressures now that makes specifically small and mid-cap enterprises aware, yeah, that you have to start collecting, analyzing, and, and share uh, non-financial data. What's been, you know, acceptable maybe 10 years ago were companies issuing maybe a sustainability statement or some sort of a report with, you know, maybe a nice story or visual around how your company has handed out free products to an underprivileged community. But well, today that's that's by far not sufficient anymore. So the, the standards of reporting are, are are really increasing. But there are a lot of companies that that have not embarked on that journey yet. And those that have, yes, we are seeing that typically they work with email and, and Excel. And from a data security point of view, from a f- efficiency point of view, it, it just it's it's just a very, very painful process. And typically companies that, that are on this uh, uh, ESG reporting journey already take between, you know, maybe six to eight months to go through their stakeholder consultation process, pull together the data, and then take another, you know, maybe three to four months to then turn this data into a report working often with an external agency that charges quite a lot of money. So with our Diginex ESG solution, we are able to cut down this process to just a couple of weeks and offer this end-to-end boarding, uh, defining topics of priority all the way through having the ability through the product to turn the data into a visual report by selecting a, a number of, you know, stunning looking templates, uh, import your logo, and then go through a, a final approval process before externally releasing that, that, that product. So it's huge efficiency gains um, that, that we are driving, but also security gains and the ability, as I mentioned earlier, to provide access to the data to selected parties that want to go beyond a publicly reported data point, but actually understand what sits behind that data. What's the proof? Is, is the data the company is reporting? Uh, has it been audited, for example? What's the context of that data point? So really driving up the quality of, of ESG data in the market is one of the, the, the vision and mission that, that we have. Remind me again why it's good for this to be on the blockchain as opposed to being off of it and just being like a regular database. Um, so from a user point of view, when they um, navigate the the platform, it very much feels like any, let's say, SaaS product. So you can think about slash DocuSign, um, sure. uh, you know, ex- experience. But where the blockchain piece comes in is to add a, an audit trail. So Whenever an individual manipulates the data in the system, so from a data entry point of view, uh, maybe collecting the data uh, across different teams and also seeking data inputs from external parties, every single action leaves a, let's say, a history on on the blockchain-based audit trail. And that's really important, uh, for example, for auditing so going back to what I said um, earlier around, you know, the trust and accountability in the system. So 
far has really been lacking. So yes, right. we have seen an explosion of ESG data over a number of years now. But going beyond that and actually um, holding companies accountable for the data that's been reported, the data that sits in in their you know good-looking sustainability reports is is really important. So having the data history on a blockchain audit trail creates an additional level of transparency and accountability and allows uh, third parties, for example, uh, auditors, assurance parties, to review the data and make sure that anything that might be you know, off in terms of the data uh, can be traced back to the origins to understand w- what has happened at, at the moment of, of data input. So yeah, it's, it's creating that accountability and trust that, that is necessary to create higher levels of accountability in the system. Let's say I'm an SME in Germany or in Thailand. Right, and I'm part of somebody's supply chain. And I realize that I do need to start doing some of this reporting because it's going to impact my business and it may actually impact my ability to take investment right. as well. How do I like find out that Diginex solutions exist? Do you know what I mean? In other words, how do I know that, there, that there's something out there that's going to provide a level of efficiency for me so that I can actually do this in a way that's easy as opposed to going to an agency that's going to charge me a lot more money? And what is it like when you go to these companies, you approach them and you say, look, we've got a better solution for this. What is that sales cycle like? What is the response you get normally? Yeah, I mean, so far, uh, just to answer your, your second question, um, the, the feedback and, and response rate that we have seen for the product since we brought this to the market just a couple of weeks ago, it's, it's been terrific. So we have already gone global, actually. Um, we have customers in Chile, in Nicaragua, in Hong Kong, Canada, wow. the UK. So we see a, a, a real global interest for this product which has been really exciting. And the route of market, um, I think, you know, there are several streams that, that we are following right now. So, you know, going through our networks, having, uh, you know, outbound approaches is, is certainly one. But we are also building uh, strategic partnerships um, with different entities, such as, you know, uh, consultancies that uh, can offer complementary services to the platform and also asset managers and other entities um, that are interested in kind of rolling this out within their own networks to assess the, the level of ESG compliance with their, let's say, portfolio companies, for example. So, yeah, so it's been it's been terrific right. thus far, and we're receiving uh, a lot of you know in, inbound requests as well via our website, and we'll be looking to you know do a big push on this over over the next couple of months so that we really get the word out there. And you know, once companies are you know have been going through the the demo sessions that we have done. You know, most of them were, were ready to sign up and provided excellent feedback since then. So it's been very encouraging, I would say. Awesome. Yeah, if I'm using this tool that you've created for reporting, how often am I expected to report to sort of the rest of my partners in the supply chain and the top of my supply chain, if that makes sense? In other words, you know, I want to be your business partner, but you require me to sort of abide by these sort of ESG and this, this governance rules. And you want to see the reporting that I'm mm-hmm. doing on this based on the tool that you're talking about. How often do you expect to see it? Is it in real time? Is it monthly? Um, like, so, I mean, work? we have built a tool with a lot of flexibility in mind. The framework providers themselves require okay. companies to report at least one, uh, once a year. But 
once a year. But where the market is once going and what we are offering with our platform is actually an ability to, you know, input your data as often as, as you like. So we certainly see a trend towards real real time reporting or near real time reporting but a company needs to first establish kind of a baseline for its sustainability data before then you know increasing the frequency to maybe quarterly monthly um, and in the in the more distant future that 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 real time updates that certainly financial services institutions are looking for do you want to know how i collaborate with some of the best brands in the world at asia tech podcast I use Podmetrics. This is the best way to connect to your favorite brands and monetize your podcast. If you are a podcaster, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code ASIATECHPODCAST, all one word, to get full control of your show's monetization, regardless of your show's size. And if you're a brand and want to collaborate with the Asia Tech Podcast, head over to advertiser.podmetrics.co it's spelled like it sounds, and sign up now. I mean, it'd be neat if you could do this daily. I'm not sure why, but like if there was ever a lapse, it would just be kind of cool if you could do this daily. I actually think, just based on what we've already talked about, that if if you just combine all the things you've said together, if this was done once a year, it was probably because it was really expensive. You had to go outside hire an external agency, have them come in, do an audit, get that audit approved, and then send that information to whoever else was your business partners or suppliers. But now, if you use sort of modern tools to do this, you should be able to do this like instantaneously or close to instantaneously. And I guess the other question is, how do you ensure that the data is clean, right? This is one of the biggest issues when you talk about using any kind of data really, but how do you ensure the data is clean, particularly if you go to an SME that may or may not have its own sort of data analytics or data group? Yeah, I think um, just uh, picking up on your first point, that's absolutely right. I think our vision is to offer this tool to help scale essentially sustainability and really offering yeah it sounds like it yeah almost at the same frequency or certainly similar quality to financial data so that that's really exciting but i think it will take some time to to get there but in terms of the data input side so this is really within the responsibility of the companies right so company needs to make sure it has the right policies and and practices in place that the data inputs are clean. And that's why we offer in the tool that, you know, specific data fields for companies to add their supporting documentation. So, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, electricity consumption, they're actually able to you know, provide the screen screenshots and and, and other proof uh, proof documents that underline the the actual data points. So we don't own any data and we don't sell any data. We really as a, a data infrastructure that enables that exchange between the companies that have the ownership and also the responsibility of come of, of over its data of making sure it's 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 of that quality and and sharing that data then with 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 their external parties so the data is anonymous to you in other words you can't see it right we can see it unless the the company permissions us to, to see the data that's correct and 
Are there other providers out there? Like, what's the difference from for this reporting tool than other reporting tools that may already be out there? There are a number of other providers in the market, and, and we have taken a fairly closely look at them um, over the past year. What we have seen is that a lot of the providers still require a sustainability professional almost to be hired to operate their systems. So in addition to the cost of, you know, setup of the technology system, you actually have to get resources as a company to operate the system just due to the, the complexity of, of the systems itself. So there is a, there is a cost component um, we have also noticed that um, in terms of the onboarding, you know, typically providers require quite a lot of steps for a company to onboard and kind of get set up. So we have cut this significantly down to offering us a platform that allows for self-onboarding, that allows for guided user journeys so you don't have to hire an external or resource internally for the operation of the systems. And then it's just the simplicity of the system. So we have created a tool that's just highly intuitive um, without any previous level of reporting experience. You can start that process and really run through it all the way to issuing a report. And that's another element that we have um, not seen with any other providers that ability to actually extrapolate the data, not only in, say, uh, a basic XLS format, but also to have the ability to, to issue a report by choosing templates, drop in your logo, add on the message of your CEO and, and all these different elements that you find almost at the, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with Wix, uh, it's pretty much, uh, you know, integrating <laughs> as a Wix type uh, report generator at, at the end of the tool. So it's, it's, it's letting you run the system from, from A to Z. If I'm a supplier, right, let's just say again that I'm an SME and I'm supplying product to you somewhere along the supply chain, do you have to be on Diginex Solutions as well to receive my reports? And if you don't, is it easier for you if you do? Do you know what I mean? In other words, is there a way to keep it on platform? If I'm a, if you are a client of mine and I send you product, you can just like log into your Diginex ID and see the things that I've already reported, or do I need to send it outside of the system to you via email, via Dropbox or something like that? You can do both. I mean, we're setting up the platforms that ultimately in the in the future, it will become a, let's say, a, a network of buyers, suppliers, asset managers, auditors, like creating a real ecosystem of actors that exchange and, and validate ESG data. But in the in the, in the immediate, if, if you as a company want to share this data with multiple parties that are not signed up to the system, you can export that data right. as well. So there is great flexibility when, when it comes to the data export and, and, and sharing. So is there any benefit for Diginex as a company and also for the SMEs to create like a marketplace? Does that make sense? Where all the suppliers that use the product then can kind of publicly report the information that they're doing for this ESG reporting tool that you've created and that other potential clients can look at them, other potential clients of theirs can look at them and say, wait a second, they're on the Diginex platform. They're using the reporting functionality. They must be good and living up to the standards that we think they should be. So we should do business with them. Yeah, very much so. I think that's, that's, that's brilliant. And certainly it's, you know, something we, we have in mind as well. So it's creating that, what you call marketplace. We, we kind of set those up as, as, as business accounts as well. So you can capture different actors um, with, within a specific supply chain or 
within a, a portfolio of, a, of an investor and, and connect those actors so that there is just that increased frequency exchange. And then the interesting part becomes running analytics uh, of it. So it's not just, you know, collecting individual data points, but the ability to compare those, the ability to track historical data across an individual company, but also across a portfolio portfolio of companies or across a group of suppliers. So that's certainly um, what we are working towards is having the ability to run analytics that, that help you track how your from a buyer's point of view, your overall performance, in, including your supply chain performance, looks like set targets and, and measure progress against those targets. So, Jessica, I really want to thank you for coming in and doing this today. Super conversation. Jessica Camus, the Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at Diginex Solutions. This was awesome as usual. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>